Shalom and welcome to Parashah's Christmas, the weekly fix for spiritual lessons taken from the Parashah. Have your coffee and let's take a look at the weekly Torah reading. Today we'll be looking at Parashat Masay, which runs from Numbers chapter 33 verse 1 to chapter 36 verse 13. Enjoy it and don't forget to give us your feedback on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube or via our website. The siege had proved fruitless. For 10 years, the inhabitants of the city had somehow survived and fought off every attack of the fierce Greek army. The Greeks were racking their brains on how to take the city, when one of them suddenly had an idea. Shortly afterwards, the Greek camp was abandoned with nothing left except a large wooden horse. The Trojans rejoiced, claimed the victory and wheeled the horse into their city as a trophy. If only they'd known what was going to happen next. This week we find ourselves at a crossroads, or should I say a border. We've reached the end of the book of Bamidbar and it's been a roller coaster of a ride, just like with the other books. Our people started off on the border of the land and now we end the book with them on the border, but under totally different circumstances. Our ancestors' pride, jealousy and anger got the better of them and resulted in the entire generation that had been recorded in the first census perishing in the wilderness. Thankfully, God had mercy and raised up a new generation that trusted him. We now watch them stand on the border of the unforgiving wilderness, waiting to cross over into the land that God has promised them. It's a new era, a new dawn, and we are excited to follow their progress through the book of Devarim. In this final parasha of the book of Bamidbar, Moses again gives us a Google Map-style breakdown of the locations visited during our people's time in the desert. God maps out for us the boundaries of the land, and at the end we find ourselves reading about the five sisters and their inheritance from Parashat Pinchas. In the middle of all of this, God tells us that we are to build six cities that are to become cities of refuge, cities where people who have committed manslaughter can flee to avoid a blood feud of endless retaliation that would destroy our people. By the way, if you don't think that was necessary or you find it hard to understand, then just take a look at some modern day examples in Rwanda or Mali. One person kills another, either on purpose or by accident, and the result can end up being genocide. These six cities were to be like the city of Troy before they believed the Greeks bearing gifts and their city was overthrown. They were supposed to be places of refuge, strong cities that would allow the innocent to hide safely. In our Western civilization today, it's kind of hard to find a parallel. Sure, we could talk about Swiss gold reserves that are protected by hack-proof vaults or high-security prisons that prevent escape, but the concept here is different. Here, God is ensuring the protection of the innocent. He's protecting them from injustice and vigilantism. You and I, even if we were to kill someone by accident, are protected by the state and by society. In the West, we don't really have a culture of avenging someone's death. And yet this concept becomes important to us if we look a little deeper. You and I, all of us, we need a place where we can feel mentally stable, safe and protected from harm. You and I need a city of refuge to hide from the constant bombardment of information, harmful words and bad influences. Thankfully, God promises over and over again in the Tanakh to be our refuge. If we take shelter in Him and in His promises, then we will be safe. There is, however, one problem. We are not like the innocent person who's committed manslaughter in our parasha. We have actively and consciously abused other people in a myriad of different ways by what we've said and done. We've harassed people, lied to people, stolen from people, 
Instead, we are like the murderer that is mentioned in the parasha, who God commands to take out even of the city of refuge and kill. Ouch. Our intentional rebellious behavior makes it all the more outrageous that God doesn't give us over to this fate. Rather than abandoning us, he arranges for a way for us to be safe and to remain in the city of refuge. Imagine that we, as murderers, have fled for protection to a city of refuge. The judge arrives and orders that we are to be brought out and executed. But at the last minute, a stranger intervenes. He offers to die on our behalf so that justice will be done, but so that we can go free. Outrageous! Who would do such a thing? The Messiah. Our safety is bound up with the life of Yeshua, the Messiah. His growth of death and separation from God allows us, even now, to come to God and find refuge and safety in Him, regardless of what we've said and done. No tricks, no hidden clauses, no catch-22. We don't deserve it. We didn't earn it, but we sure do need it. In this world, we can try and find safety in many different things. People, money, sex, drugs, or maybe more subtle things like the respect of others or building a beautiful home away from troublemakers. You have probably discovered, as I have, that these fortresses proved to be like the city of Troy. They weren't as safe as we originally thought. If you are looking for safety and security for your mental and spiritual health, the only impenetrable fortress is God. Because of the Messiah Yeshua, He promises to keep you safe from evil and to ultimately bring you to Him. You just have to choose to enter into His proverbial city. But let's go back to the city of Troy. As the story goes, the Greeks had hidden inside the wooden horse, and once it was wheeled into the city, they jumped out, opened the gate, and their comrades flooded in and destroyed the city. Their fortress had proved to be a deception, and with a little cunning, it was destroyed. We need a true fortress that can last, one that can keep us safe no matter what should happen to our physical body. That fortress is God. He offers you security in this life and also in the world to come. Let's not be deceived by cheap imitations. Let's come to him through the Messiah Yeshua and take him up on this incredible offer. After all, we've already experienced enough Trojan horses as it is. That's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed our parasha espresso. Please don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or via our website at youdenfearjesus.de.